Welcome back to another episode of The Stimulation Theory. Um, consistently, this is my second one in five days, which is pretty amazing for me, considering I have a bunch of other shit to do. So I'm normally super inconsistent with this shit, but I got a lot of work to do this weekend because, you know, work is life, apparently. Um, and yeah, so I thought I'd fucking make a podcast of it. So... Yeah, here we are, I guess. Me staring at all this work, decided that if you have to work on a weekend, not that I have to work, but I've decided to because I've got a lot of shit to get done and I don't really want it annoying me all week, then I need to get fucking lit. And by lit, I mean I'm drinking some beautiful fucking Buffalo Trace. And then fucking cheers to everyone because I'm having my first fucking, I think it's a double shot. I don't know. I pre-handed it, so we'll see. But... Yeah, having my first shot now. I have to do all this fucking shit. Hopefully it only takes me a couple of hours. If I get too drunk, well, some people are going to pass some shit that they definitely shouldn't pass, but fuck it. YOLO. <sighs> Cheers. Whew, it's got a bit of a burn to it. I've just eaten for the first time today, and it is at half past one. So, you know, it's time to get fucked up. I hopefully don't go through this whole bottle today because that would be a whole bottle in 24 hours, which is probably not healthy, but cool story. For some reason, I don't get hangovers anymore. I used to get them a little bit when I was younger, but I haven't had one in years. So pray for me. Pray that this just keeps going and and I don't have to worry about it. Um, so yeah. Sorry. I'm hoping <coughs> that I can figure this out properly because I just paused it because I was getting ice from my fridge and it's loud and I didn't want to annoy everybody. But, you know, liquor is life, so I can't just drink straight all day because I probably will pass out. And I've just bought mixers from the shop, so they're hot. And I don't really want to drink hot mixed whiskey. So, yeah. Or bourbon. Bourbon whiskey, whatever. Anyway. Oh, not a lot has been happening in the fucking world this week, so I thought I'd just get on here and do a bit of rambling, get some shit out of my head, because, you know, I need an audience always, I need to be talking to someone, my brain needs to be working, I basically am a bit of an ADHD scatterbrain, but I find if I have a problem and I'm working on it, I can focus the scatteredness or hyper-focus. One of the interesting things that I found out about ADHD, it's not the lack of focus, it's the ability to hyper-focus, and then you use all of the dopamine that is in your brain on the one task very, very quickly, and your brain does not have the capacity to regenerate enough or more in a quick enough time for you to be able to adjust or continue on that task, which is why apparently ADHD people can focus on video games for extended periods of time simply because... They're able to hyper-focus because essentially your reward system is being hijacked with dopamine hit after dopamine hit because it's quick, whereas real life is slow. Impossibly slow. It's quick in the way that when you consider things, life is very, very short, but it is quick in the way that, or rather it's quick in the way that life is short. It is long in the way that if you want to achieve anything worth achieving, it takes a very long time to practice and do all the rest of it so it's quite interesting that if I can focus my mind on something and I really really try to focus my mind on things that are beneficial so a lot of times it's whatever work is which is why I'm sitting here drinking instead of I don't know 
I'm just drinking because I need to chill out a little bit because the work that I've got to do is quite repetitive and tedious, which is unusual for me, but this people leave jobs and leave a bunch of bullshit and someone has to fix it. And in this particular case, it is me. So instead of doing this completely sober and scatterbrained and thinking about the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, I actually use alcohol a lot of the time as a medication. I should really look at not doing that because it's not exactly healthy. And a lot of the times I don't feel like drinking, but I need to slow down. So yeah, I've probably got to talk to someone about that. But if my wife is just like, you never drink to get drunk, you're never even drunk 99% of the time, you're using it as a medicine. You need to not do that because it's not a healthy form of medicine. And she's 100% right as per usual. But it's hard because in my mind, especially probably the last month or so, I've found that like there's a lot of things going on in my head. I'm like, oh, this is a problem. I need to solve this. I need to figure this out. Like I want to go out and do some shit in my backyard and fix that up and all sorts of stuff. But I need to be constantly occupied. So, and I've just been sucked into the World of Warcraft Burning Crusade porthole, essentially. That and work and jujitsu the three main things that I've been doing with my time lately because Burning Crusade is just nostalgia and this is my last hurrah with that game. Um, I just wanted to play the nostalgia one last time and then that's kind of it. Um, Probably give this Final Fantasy thing a go because, you know, that seems to be what everybody's doing these days. But, yeah, it's quite interesting um, how the brain kind of works in that way and and I know I'm rambling now and I'm, I'm sort of on the down as I calm down a little bit and, able to gather my thoughts and get this done so I thought I would just have some ramblings of a madman as usual once again one of the things that I find interesting it's something that my first employer said to me partially I'm sure to manipulate me a little bit to not feel bad about working weekends but one thing he did say and I sort of stuck to it for a very long time and now that I'm on the other side of it so for example I've worked weekends all the way up every single weekend bar maybe a handful from the age 14 all the way through to 26. So I gave up every weekend for, it was about 13 years it ended up being, but literally maybe a dozen weekends because I didn't, because I'm a baker and it's a retail trade, which means that A, you're busy on weekends, B, if you want to make money, you need them penalty rates or you poor boy. And I don't like being poor. So something he said to me, he said, weekends are just hype. A lot of people put a lot of stock in a weekend, but realistically, what's the difference between a weekend and another day of the week? And this sort of got me and I was like, you're right, like there really is no difference. It's a day of the week at the end of the day. But something that I sort of, so I worked every weekend and I was like, yeah, I'd rather get money. Every Like I was a baker, so I worked all night. I was young, so I didn't really need to um, sleep all day a lot of the time, although sometimes I did. Um, but I sort of went with that principle for a very long time. Now, as an adult, I sort of look at it and I'm like, you're right, like it is just hype and it is just another day of the week and it does nothing really stops you from doing anything. But then at the same time, like, I don't know, I made a massive trade off for financial security, which is not a bad idea to get. And I gave up my social life. I didn't have a social life for years. I've lost a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of friends. And to be honest, the personality that I have, that kind of suits me down to the ground a little bit. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought thought it was an interesting concept that the weekend is just hype. Because if you really look into weekends, most people used to work six days a week and then Sundays was for going to church. And I believe, I want to say it was Ford, but I'm not 100% sure without looking it up. 
was the first person to introduce a two-day weekend, not because he gave a fuck about his workers. He introduced a two-day weekend so that people had more time to drive the cars leisurely. So as a leisurely thing, they might go for a drive. The idea of a two-day weekend was not to essentially give people a reward for working hard for Monday to Friday. It was so that they could spend more money buying the product that they were working Monday to Friday on in his particular case. And I guess it just caught on widespread. I haven't looked into it any further than that. But I find that quite interesting that a two-day weekend realistically is fairly new in the last 100 or so years. What I also find, and I work in the adult learning education sector, it's my full-time job, I find it very interesting that we still teach kids this, you know, nine till four or nine till three school kids um, go to school, but we teach them this nine till nine to five, essentially, routine. They have a lunch break and all that sort of stuff, but we're teaching them a routine that basically doesn't exist anymore, like for example, if you work in retail, then your hours are going to vary from, in some cases, 6 a.m. till 9 p.m. or even later. If you work in hospitality, it could be anything. If you work a trade, it's oftentimes 6 till 1. And I understand that part of it is to work in with the parents' job schedules, but especially during COVID, parents and families, their job schedules have changed, but schools have kind of remained the same and they're on the same structure. Like I personally would much prefer, if I had gone to school and they said, okay, the time is 7.30 till 1.30, I would have had so much better marks simply because you lose the first so i would still wake up at six i'd be ready for school by six thirty, seven o'clock fuck around watch tv watch dragon ball z on cheese tv and pokemon and all that fun stuff then you would go to school after having a sugary breakfast then you'd be bored to death by a teacher who a barely knows about the subject as you get to high school or b just doesn't give a fuck about the subject because they teach five other subjects so I don't know. Like, yes, teachers should definitely be paid more, but it, like, I'm I'm rambling a lot right now. But I just find it really interesting that we're teaching these kids, like the next generation, essentially, and we were taught in such a an arbitrary way that doesn't reflect how the real world works. And as a former employer of young people, <clears throat> I find it really interesting. They're really a they're not prepared to break that norm. So when I was in school, and all the people from my generation, I'm 28. Anyone. I'm sure I've mentioned it before. So when I left school, it was 2007. And a lot of the people I was at school with and working with and stuff like that, they were quite happy to take whatever hours. They weren't too concerned. Whereas I've noticed these days, A, everybody thinks they're going to be an Instagram model or a YouTube star or a TikTok star or whatever. Um, But they're not prepared to do anything outside of what they have been taught in that capacity, which I find is quite an interesting change. And while in a lot of cases, you kind of get to make your own hours, like for example, um, no one's asking me to do this work today, but I'm doing it today so I don't have to do it next week, which means that at some point, I'm probably going to finish a little bit earlier than usual. So I've got a little bit more freedom, but school's kind of an interesting one. It's like no matter how early you finish the work, I used to be one of those people who would finish the work much faster. And then I would just have to sit there and play with fucking connector pens or whatever the fuck was going on, depending on the age, till we were finished. Whereas... And I've argued this before, I don't feel like you should be compelled to stay at a job nine to five if your job can be done in four or five hours. And the reason for this is generally when you take a job, if you're really fast at your job, you get paid the same as the person who's really slow and takes the full eight hours. Whereas if you're making, if if they set you a, a KPI, for example, that says you need to make $3,000 in your shift to be, or in your week, let's say, because um, it's a lot of money, $3,000 in your week 
to be a viable member of this team for us to be able to afford to pay you and make a profit and do all the other things that businesses need to do. Let's say in three days, now obviously if it's a retail sector, it's I understand the difference there. If you're in an office setting and you're able to make all that money in say three days, why do you need to then pick up the slack and then make an extra thousand dollars in the remaining two days or more even? Whereas there's somebody that might just scrape in at that KPI that they've got and it takes them the full five days. So they're being essentially, in my mind, they're being rewarded for their inability to keep up and do more work, or you're being punished for your ability to get the work done faster. If it is of the same quality, theoretically, you should be rewarded for that, not added extra work. So, (coughs) excuse me. So what you'll find in a lot of situations is the faster worker will slow their self down So they don't have to do the extra work because then they're carrying the rest of the team. And it comes back to something I've talked about before, which is the 80-20 rule. 80% of your workforce does nothing, 20% does all of the work. So I don't know, I think in a way to go to shift that is you've got to reward the people doing better. And I mean, in a lot of cases, really, you've got to punish the people doing a shit job. It's not even necessarily that they're shit, but they're slow. So they've got to do the work because then it sort of forces everybody to level up a little bit. But... I don't know where I'm going with this, but it comes back to the, you can only move as fast as your slowest link. So, or your chain is only as strong as its weakest link, essentially. So most people suck. It all comes back to the native vibes part. Most people suck and are incapable or incompetent of doing their thing. And I don't, and I do wonder, is it an inherent personality thing? Like you're just born stupid. Is it a way that you learn makes a big difference or is it a combination of other factors or is it because there's really no punishment because you are just expected to be a robot in a lot of cases because I've met a lot of people who just have absolutely no unique ideas in their brain whatsoever and it's quite painful to work with those people because you're like hey why don't you do it like this and they're just like I don't know because we just do it like this and that's how it's done and no one says that otherwise and then you're and the worst thing is when you get a fucking a manager or in some cases an owner who's just like, nah, change is too difficult or too much, so I'm not interested. So we're just going to keep doing it the way we're doing it. Einstein's definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So like I've noticed that before where it's like you come in, you're like, hey, we could do it like this and save a lot of time and make life a lot easier. And even though it's easier, doesn't mean anybody has to do any extra work. It in fact means they have to do less. The effort that would go into learning how to do that particular task they then are like nah that's in the too hard basket not interested no thank you and to me i'm just like what i'm like you're being offered to do slightly more work at the start so you can do a lot less work going forward and then everything's going to be easier it'll be better to follow you're going to be happier you'll finish work earlier or at least on time rather than having to do any extra overtime but because people are so habitual and stuck in their ways they just they're like nah it seems like it would be too hard or you know jimmy won't get on board with it because you know he does it this way and he doesn't understand how to do that i'm like whether we need to get rid of jimmy or get him to upskill we can't just accept that because jimmy's been here for a long time that we just have to run as slow as jimmy does like he needs to figure this shit out or fuck off essentially because it's a pain in the ass so I don't know, I was having this conversation with someone earlier. It's like you've got to be able to recognise that if somebody's not willing to keep up and, you know, move and all the rest of it with the team, 
well, then they're not an effective team member and they need to go away. So I don't know. It all comes up. I don't know. One of my biggest things, one of my favorite things is the concept of leadership and how many people think they can do it, how many people suck at it. I could very well be in this basket, though I don't think that I am. And the reason being is because I understand that you become friends and you like your colleagues and your workers and all that sort of stuff. But at the same time, you've got to recognize that you may like someone on a personal level, but as a professional, they suck and you need to get rid of that person. Whereas a lot of places, people don't want people to hate them. They can't separate the, and it, this goes for both the boss and the employee or the team member or whoever, they can't separate their personal feelings from their professional feelings. And I feel like it's a detriment of a lot of companies out there and a lot of businesses and a lot of, a lot of teams really is you can't cut the team member who may be holding you back because your personal feelings and you don't want that person to stop being your friend or hate you, which I completely understand, but you're letting, you're essentially allowing the cancer to stay. It's like keeping your finger. If your finger had cancer, you would say, yeah, take my finger, like get rid of that shit. But it's like, oh, but I like that finger. So I'm going to hold on to it for a bit longer. And then suddenly your whole hand has cancer. It's like, we could get rid of the hand. It's like, oh, but I really like having my hand. I'm, I'm left-handed. So it's in my left hand. I, I would have to learn how to look, use my right hand. So I don't want to. Then suddenly your whole arm's got it. And you're still like, oh, all right, let's get rid of that finger. It's like, well, it's too fucking late now. The whole arm's got it. It's fucked. You're, it's just about to become a complete shit show and become terminal to the team, the company, the whatever. But people just wait until it gets to that last minute where they, it's completely undeniable and they've let it go way too far. And then your other fingers essentially, if, I mean, if you're talking about team members, your other fingers drop off because they're like, on the other hand, because they're like, fuck, we don't want to stick here with a sinking shit. Let's fuck off and go do something else. The metaphor sort of breaks down there, but <clears throat> you get what I'm saying? It's like your good hand is going to be like, I don't want any part of that fucking cancer hand, but you wouldn't do anything about it. So we're going to go find a, a new healthy body to be a part of. So yeah, once again, rambling, bullshit means nothing, but this is what sort of rolls through my head and has been rolling through my head. And because I'm a quite a logical person and I can separate those feelings, I feel like a, I wouldn't hire the wrong person in most cases. Obviously, I've definitely hired the wrong people many times. But in most cases, I'm quite stringent. I'm like, not only do you need to match on a personal level, but you also need to be a good professional. A lot of places and people will keep people and hire people based on their personal opinion of them rather than their professional. Whereas I feel like there has to be a really good balance between both because there's going to be a breakdown in that personal relationship is if you hire your best friend, but then you're constantly picking up after them because they're not the right person for the job. And, you know, it happens. It happens to the best of us. So it's just one of those things to look out for. But anyway, I think I'm done with my rambling for today. I've got a second podcast out. So for those of you who actually like the sound of my voice, probably seek medical help, psychological help. But I do appreciate you listening. Not as neg vibes, but at the end of the day, the whole idea of this podcast is for me to just get my thoughts out. It's basically therapy for me. And if someone likes it, amazing. If they don't, they don't. Meg Vibes is usually what dominates my mind because it's funny. But today we went a little bit differently. So hopefully everyone likes it. If you don't, soz. Ladies, guys.